Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown, and I'm coming to you live here on Spotify Green Room for another episode of The Dream Take. Um, so we pride ourselves here at The Dream Take that we like to go live literally within I'd say three or four minutes of after the end of a Rockets game. And what did we just watch? I mean, in all seriousness, right? What just happened inside of Toyota Center? Because we just went from the Houston Rockets being down 23 points in the first half And rightfully so, there was just pessimistic people on Twitter being led uh, by people like myself. I will be 100% transparent and tell all of you that they looked dead in the first half. They looked lethargic in the first half. 
they looked like they couldn't do anything right in the first half. Uh, Steven Silas looked awful in the first half. His coaching staff looked inept in the first half. You know, there wasn't a great start to the third quarter. I mean, the Rockets at halftime, they got outscored 39-26 in the first quarter. Then they get outscored, or excuse me, they outscored Washington 25-24 in the third, or excuse me, in the second. So they were down 12 points at half. Then in the third quarter, they outscore Washington by nine. And then in the fourth quarter, they just blitz Washington. I mean, now it was a little bit of Washington coming back down to earth a little bit with their shooting percentage. I mean, they could not miss it. It felt like in the first half. Then fourth quarter, I don't know what has gotten into Christian Wood back-to-back games, 30 uh, points in each game tonight. I mean, he had 39 points to go along with 10 rebounds. Um, he also had two steals. He had two assists. He was a ridiculous 14 of 18 from the field, including eight of nine from the three-point line, including one of the most incredible heat checks I have ever seen in my entire life um, late in the fourth quarter. And I think, and if you're joining us here on Spotify Green Room, if you want to talk about this or you want to talk about uh, the underwhelming performance that Chet Holmgren had against uh, Memphis, his nine points and him fouling out of the game, you're more than welcome to come up on stage and talk about that. We pride ourselves in being the most interactive Houston Rockets-based uh podcast in the game quick shout out uh while harvey brings it up to my america's favorite team the houston cougars who are going to the sweet 16 thursday night when they beat that ass arizona wildcats coming for that ass uh sorry what were we talking about oh christian wood 39 points i mean good god uh, so maybe that's what uh, Hunter wants to talk about. He's coming up on stage here. Hunter, what's going on? Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Oh, my God. I can't even put it into words, boys. Christian Wood playing the way he thinks he plays is mythical. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, Dude, I don't know, man. You know, a wide range of emotions watching the game tonight. Because in the first half, I mean, I wanted to break my 72-inch television, you know, that I have in the living room. And sticking with the game, I mean, this team played what I would call Houston Rockets basketball in the second half, mostly in the fourth quarter. But in the second half, man, they they look like, A, they look like they give a damn. If you've been around basketball long enough, which Hunter, I assume you have and, and everybody else has, you know, listening to the show right now, if you're around a basketball team long enough or watch them play long enough, you know when they care and when they don't care. This team did not care in the first quarter. You give up 39 points to, you know, David Avija, who, you know, felt, you know, loved the guy from Israel, great ball player. Um, but I mean, guys like, Neto and Contavious Caldwell Pope. I mean, without Bradley Beal and without uh, who am I thinking of, Hunter? Who's there? oh Kyle Kuzma, who didn't play tonight? Uh, you know, the Rockets to me are better. To, is a better team than Washington. 
you know, and they showed it in the fourth quarter. Oh, absolutely. I think it's night and day between a Bradley Bealess Washington Wizards and the way we constructed it and just that fourth quarter energy, as you said, it was night and day between the start and the end of the game. It was like not just a team that wanted to be there, but a team that knew they could win. Yeah, I would say so. You know, and, and Jalen Green with a nice game. He had 17 points and six rebounds and five assists. Uh, Shangoon, you know, his numbers tonight, his numbers weren't outstanding. But good God, man, did he have some big moments in this game. The block on Neto, and he starts, uh, you know, he's flexing to the crowd. He hit the three in the middle of the big run, and, you know, he's doing the, the hand the, sign with the, the three. The hand signs and the flexing is just so telling of his confidence and how I love it. well I love acclimated it. he's gotten to Houston. Like, the way oh. he looks at the start of the season, sort of like a timid, obviously not being from America, but, yeah, he's just he's integrated so well. He's such a likable guy, you know, and I think, I think that's what is so much fun about this Rockets team is, do I, is Christian Wood a likable guy? Like you hear him talk and I'm, I I like, I like Christian Wood, you know, like he's a great ball player. I take that back. He's not a great ball player. He's a very good ball player. I reserve the word great. In the league, I think there's probably 10 to 12 great ball players. Wood is not on that list, but he's a, he's a freak, you know? Like, let me ask you this, Hunter. Who would you rather have as a rocket, Christian Wood or Kristaps Porzingis? Christian Wood. Me too. Me too. You know, for people who want to call him the unicorn, it's not because of the way Porzingis plays. It's because he plays so seldomly that when you do see him, it's reminiscent of a unicorn sighting. You know, you've like, got Chris Stapps, you've got to deal with that whole, he was a fourth pick. He was, yeah, the unicorn you've got to deal with and the disappointment that comes around with it. I mean, he was 22, he was 22 and 30, he had 22 and 13 tonight. He had a phenomenal first half. Um, but you look in a game where he played 32 minutes. He was a, he was a negative tonight for, for Washington. The more he played, the, the, the worse they were overall as a team. You know, that's not a, that's not a good, you know, start. And in the chat, you look at what Paul says, not make and let's rebuild this team with passionate players. I, Paul, I see. Hunter, where are you on Christian Wood long term? Do you want him to be a rocket long term? It's funny. I actually bought his jersey the day we acquired him. And, oh, um, okay. Yeah, about last. Oh, definitely for most of this season, it's been it's been hard to to rep him as sort of one of my favorites because of just, I think the attitude and the complacency, but since Feb, like mid February, he's really turned around and I think we can get a good return for him. But if we had him for another year, I'd be, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be breaking my 72 inch TV. Yeah. Well, no, it's fair. Um, I will say this though, man, like Christian Wood is 26 years old, right? And Hunter, I don't know how old you are. I'm 31. I can tell you I'm not the same person that I am at 31 that I was at 26. There's development, right? And I, I'm a results-driven fan. I'm a results-driven podcaster. I'm a results-driven in a lot of aspects of my life, right? Like to me, very, I'm a very no-excuse no type of employee, fan. You see, you know what I'm saying? Like with Christian Wood – the numbers have always been there, but it's what is this? What is the ceiling of this team with Christian Wood? 
if this is the Christian Wood we're going to get moving forward, you sign him to an extension because replicate him. You know, you're not going to get you're not going to get Christian Wood. The odds. Let me see what how I want to say this. Hunter. The odds of you drafting a guy in the top three, whether it's Smith, Boncaro or Holmgren, that will be able to immediately replicate what Christian Wood can put up on the scoreboard on a nightly basis is extremely low. That's why you have to reconsider just getting rid of him. At the deadline, I wanted to get rid of him. Games like tonight make me rethink that. I'm not saying I wouldn't get rid of him. I'm just saying it's not as easy to replicate what he can do on a nightly basis. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think nights like tonight, they're just sort of, I guess, validating to to us as a franchise and as the fan base that sort of had to stick with him when he was getting a lot of criticism. But yeah, it was just it's great to see. And I mean you don't wish ill on a guy just because he has a bit of an ego or an attitude, but yeah, it's nights like tonight and the other game mm-hmm. and yeah, even against Indiana I thought he did pretty well. It's it's he, been a good couple of run of games. He's gotta have an somebody has to have an ego on this team. You know? I I, th- I mean v- a lot of this depends on where the Rockets draft is how you're going to handle a guy like Christian Wood, you know? And t- to be honest with you, I don't know how you think about, or you thought about this team in the first half, but I'm not willing to just let Silas off the hook because they beat a really crappy Washington team. Like without Beal and without Kuzma, this Washington team is awful. The offensive system that Silas has sucks. Would I fire Steven Silas at the end of the year? Absolutely. The Rockets won tonight in despite of Steven Silas. His offensive system did not put Christian Wood in successful positions tonight. You succeeded in despite of your head coach tonight. What the way I look at it is Wood, I mean, that he's a damn good ball player, man. You know, I mean, a nightlight tonight. I mean, he, t- he took Porzingis to task in the second half tonight. So if the Rockets get the first overall pick, Hunter, who would you take and why? Well, see, that's the issue is in Australia, we don't really get a lot of NCAA um, coverage. So I okay. really only get sort of, you, you know, your house of highlights and your sort of Fair. you know samples. But um, the Duke kid, Paolo, is it Bancaro or Banchero? I like what I see from him. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> However you yeah. want to say it, it's all good. And I mean, if we got him, I would be very comfortable in moving Christian Wood in the offseason. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I've got to look at, you know, this kid, Jaden Ivey from Purdue is the real deal. He's probably the fourth guy that you look at. I, I don't think talent is the issue. Talent has not been the issue on this team the entire year. The Rockets didn't wake up and just say, you know what, we're actually going to play basketball today. I think a big problem now, he had a nice game tonight. He hit some nice shots. I just, I don't like playing Eric Gordon at this point. You know, like, why is Josh Christopher playing seven minutes? That's unacceptable to me, Hunter. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but like the minute allocation on this team right now, night in and night out is not consistent enough for me. And I'll say it this way, right? I would not have minded losing tonight 
if it meant playing Josh Christopher. I mean, Eric Gordon played 25 minutes tonight. If you lose tonight, but Josh Christopher plays those 25 minutes, I'm okay with it. That's where I'm at. Like, watching Eric Gordon with this team makes my heart hurt. And it makes my head hurt because I don't understand why our coaching staff is making such a stupid decision. You know? Yeah. That's how, that's how, that's how I feel. I think Gordon gets too many minutes. I think sort of second half of the season, Garrison Matthews got too many minutes. It's just like, I look at Christopher and KJ Martin and I'm like, why aren't these guys getting out there and having a longer run? Yeah. Let's talk about that two seconds. Uh, you bring up a, a great point. KJ Martin needs to be starting for this team. Okay. He, he just does. There, there's no way around it for me. Keeping this kid on the bench is not help. It's not beneficial. Like watch him tonight. Watch how explosive he is, how his, how he carries himself on the court. He only had, what did he have? He only had five points tonight, but he only played 16 minutes. You know, take five shots. Yeah, and he was two of five from the field, and he hit one or two of his threes. Like, every time K.J. Martin is on the court, he impresses you. Like, he does something that impresses you. Why would you want to keep that on your bench? And I love Jay Sean Tate. I've said it before. I'll say it again. But tonight, he's three of ten from the field. He had eight rebounds. He had six assists. Nice player. Nice player. He, he's a fine player. You know, you would want him to, you know, if he was in a dating pool, you would want him to date your sister. He's the safe pick, the wholesome young man that you want dating your sister, right? But KJ Martin is that smoke show that you're like, holy, sh-, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, Hunter? Yeah, no, definitely. I understand yeah. What I mean, like he has that spark. He has that, that pizzazz to him. He's got that moxie. That, yeah, he's got moxie to him. He's, the son of an NBA legend. You know, he's young. He's exciting. Why would you not want more of that? You know, the Rockets are 18 and 54. That means that, I mean, they've got 10 games left. They got 10 games left. Why not shake some stuff up? Tell Eric Gordon, sit down. You're already paying one of your guys $42 million to literally not play the entire season. Why not? sit Eric Gordon for the last 10 games and just play the young guys. Where is Bruno Fernando? How is Bruno Fernando not playing at all? You know what I mean? Has Bruno played since he had the great game or have we sat him every game since? He played like four minutes one of the games. Um, And and it just, it doesn't make any sense. Sean points out, you know, the Rockets won big when Michael was talking about a smoke show dating your sister. Facts. Massive facts there. Um, And look, I'm stoked about the win, Hunter. You know me. I love when this team wins. I mean, my day is better. The coffee's a little bit hotter in the morning. Uh, Everything's a little bit better the next day when your team wins. And I love the fact that Wood had a big game. Jalen Green looked good tonight. Kevin Porter Jr., I thought had a nice game for him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have a great name, great game, you know, numbers wise, but I thought he played a nice game. If that makes sense. Uh, Schroeder at eight points. Shingun, like I said, seven points. 
Garrison Matthews had six points. I think you got to find an, an upgrade for Matthews in the offseason. Just a, a player by player kind of breakdown of what I see going into the last 10 games of the year. I think you can easily find a replacement for Garrison Matthews. I like what he brings. He's a nice story, but I think you need an upgrade at that spot, especially for a guy. If you're going to play him 22 minutes for a shooter first to only get up five shots in that time, I think you could use an upgrade. Your thoughts there, Hunter? I would definitely, yeah, like Garrison Matthews and Eric Gordon, I would be reducing their minutes, especially with the last 10 games, because, you know, it's only going to affect Garrison's sort of trade value if he's coming out, playing 22 minutes, scoring twice, um, and then we're trying to shop him around in the offseason being like, look at this guy, he shoots 40% on five attempts, but he's out there for half the game and gets a rebound maybe. He gets gets a, a steal a game, I think, nearly, but yeah, I mean... I also think it bears mentioning... Even Schroeder as well, I'd reduce his minutes for the last 10 games because... Yeah, you don't even play Deshaun Nix. Like, why are you not playing Deshaun Nix? I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. That That's a good point about... uh Like, you're not playing Nawaba, but you're playing Eric Gordon. You're not playing Deshaun Nix, and Josh Christopher's minutes have been extremely reduced. I mean, you have a legitimate pick invested in Josh Christopher. He's not some guy you picked up on the street. You drafted him in the first round, you know, and he he's the type of guy you have to figure out what you have with him, you know. But I think we need to talk about tonight in the fourth quarter, Shangoon and Wood were playing legitimate minutes together, and they look good. You know, they look like guys that could coexist on the court at the same time. That's why I, I have no idea what I would do if I were the Rockets with the number one pick for that reason. I mean, me personally, I take Jabari Smith out of Auburn. I think Jabari Smith is the real deal. Um, but a lot of it remains to be seen. You know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of what I saw from, from Wood and, and Shangoon tonight. I liked a lot what I saw from Shangoon, especially offensively or defensively, I should say, with a couple of nice blocks. He had the nice three. Um, anything to add, Hunter, before we move on to the next speaker, my man? No, it's just, I mean, I understand we're tanking and I love getting the draft pick, but it's just, it feels good to win. I mean, like oh. you say, the morning is better. It's only one o'clock here in Australia. It's like the rest of my day, the sun is brighter. Oh, because we had a big win. My man. Hunter, it's always a pleasure, my man. Peace. All right. Man, let me tell y'all something. And Hunter brings up a, a great point. And they're, first of all, y'all are killing it in the chat tonight. So a lot to, to digest there. Um, you know, Edwards looking at Chad Holmgren, you know, just as an update for anybody who's, you know, living under a rock and hasn't watched the, uh, NCAA tournament. Um, I'm looking at, you know, guys that everyone should keep an eye on, uh, you know, moving forward. You know, here in the, in the Sweet 16, you know, Gonzaga is playing Arkansas, uh, which is going to be a, an interesting test. Uh, I think it is worth noting that in their last game, Gonzaga squeaked by Memphis and the, the Memphis bigs, uh, specifically, um, who am I trying to think of? Who's going to be, uh, not J- Weissman. Um, hold on. I'm trying to figure out his name from Memphis. He's probably going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran definitely gave, um, 
Chad Holmgren some problems. And, you know, he had nine points, fouled out in that game. Uh, an interesting name, if I'm the Rockets, to keep an eye on uh, in the latter part of the first round is this kid, Tooney, that plays for uh, Gonzaga. Like his game a lot. Reminds me of uh, Kelly Olynyk. Uh, so if you're watching that Gonzaga-Arkansas game, I would uh, keep your eye you know, close on that one. Uh, Texas Tech is going to be playing uh, Duke. So look at Paolo Boncaro, who's going to have his hands full uh, in a game against Drew Timmy. Thank you, Ryan. Drew Timmy is a guy that uh, I, I like a lot. I'm, it all depends on where he ultimately is going to get drafted. Um, but that's a name to keep an eye on. Adrian Griffin with Duke as well. So a lot of stuff going on in the in the tournament. North Carolina is playing USC. Uh, Purdue is going to play St. Peter's, so Jade and Ivy there. So if you haven't been watching the tournament, I would sincerely uh, like y'all to go uh, you know, check out the tournament for that reason. Hunter wants to know who is University of Houston's best player. Uh, Tajay Moore, they've got a great game coming up against uh, Arizona. Arizona's got a kid, uh, if you guys are at all interested in that game Thursday night, that tip is going to be at approximately uh, 8.40. Uh, Arizona's got a kid, Benedict Mathurin, uh, who is a shooting guard, six foot seven. I look at him more as a three. Uh, if Benedict Mathurin is there for the Rockets, their second pick with that Brooklyn pick, uh, potentially I would be on the lookout for him as a potential Rockets uh, draft target. He had 30 points uh, in their uh, win in this past uh, round. Once again, my name is Michael Brown. We are live here on Spotify Green Room talking all things Houston Rockets, uh, 115 to 97 win over the Washington Wizards. Uh, if you are in our awesome group, here on Spotify Green Room, and you, we got a couple, we got some time for maybe another speaker or two. Uh, all you got to do is hit that request to speak button. We'll bring you up live on stage, and uh, we can talk about anything you guys want to talk about. Uh, it is open phone lines Monday, uh, but until that time comes, uh, looking at the box score tonight for the Rockets, uh, they only had 12 turnovers, which uh, in the uh, early part of the year, 12 turnovers would have been a welcome sight for this Rockets team. So good to see the Rockets uh, improving in that category for sure. Uh, and we have a good friend of the show, Harvey, coming up on stage. Harvey, what's going down? How are you, my friend? Hey, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Good win tonight, by the way. Great win. Great win tonight. Great win. Uh, yeah, I was impressed. Uh, I, I, I like seeing Jalen Green continue to just find his way through the offense. And just try to, you know, just try to pick and choose his spots where he needs to take over. You know, tonight was for Christian Wood. You know, he had the high hand, so you know, you know how that goes. No, I, I definitely thought in in Christian Wood, if you uh, if you caught his interview with Kaylee Griffin right after the game, you know, he applauded he applauded his teammates, specifically KPJ and Jalen, uh, for getting him the ball. Uh, you know, and and feeding the beast, if you will. It, um, it's a good look, man. I, you know, uh, I I caught some of the the game on. Well, oh God, what was it yesterday? I was wrapped up with the, the University of Houston win. Yeah, um, I didn't get to watch the game. 
Yeah. Um, so from what I saw tonight, though, Wood is – his skill set is really hard to replicate, Harvey. Like, I don't think people really grasp what it takes to be able to do what he can do at six foot ten. And he that, shouldn't and be think, able to do that. I think he just need he needs more help down there on the on the block. I think he'll be able to flourish more and be able to expand the game more with help. He you know mm-hmm. he's not a he's not you know he doesn't have a frame to be able to you know be on both sides constantly during the game. So he's gonna need some help, and that's why you know if you get, if you do get the number one overall pick, you gotta go with Chet. Uh, I just I just think they would kind of go good together because actually. I think uh, as far as shit defense go, he 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 got he, he can uh he's good rim protector. Uh, that would kind of kind of motivate Christian Wood to kind of play some defense if he see this young guy over here swatting people's shots. So it's like with some games, it's like you don't want to pay him, and then some games you're looking like man, this dude could be a max player. So it's just so tricky. It's hard to read. Yeah, he look man like Chet, we, and I, I'm not gonna. We'll get into, you know, the draft in much more detail after the season is over. But I think it's important to note because it's relevant information now. Look, man, is Chet a unicorn? Yeah, he is. Does he hop off to you when you watch him? Like what he does against significant competition. Do you look at that and do you say, damn, I want that on my team? He doesn't do that for me. Like, there's something missing in his game. You know, like, he's averaging 14 points, which is nice. Three and a half blocks. But he plays, you know, throughout the year. I mean, he plays a lot of cupcakes, you know, on his uh, in his conference. You know, where Gonzaga plays. Not his fault. You know, he does turn the ball over twice a game. Uh, and he averages nine and a half rebounds. So his numbers are there. But against inferior competition, and you saw what he did against Durant. He didn't look good. Oh no, he he didn't he didn't look good. You know, but Durant is just he you know he has the the, the, the size and the power. So it's it, you know he has the size and the strength to kind of you know bag him down. So I, I kind of knew that was going to be a problem for Chet. But you know, it's, it's you just got to go with the flow of the game sometimes, and you, you know. But doesn't that scare you? Like what it, you it, just it, said, like literally what you just said would scare the hell out of me if I'm a Rockets fan. Because if you look at it and you say, where is he going to face more power in, in the NCAA or in the NBA? It's obviously the NBA, you know, because on a night in, night out basis, you know, tonight he would be going up against Porzingis, which really isn't a great example. But Porzingis still, at least in the first half, took it to uh, what's his name? Uh, to Wood and to Shengu. Yeah. What happens when he's going to have to play against Jokic? What's going to happen when he plays against um, wh- uh, what the hell is his name in, in Phoenix? DeAndre Ayton. Then you got to go up against you know a Draymond or a James Weissman. Then you got to go up against uh, Valanciunas. You got to go up like Stephen Adams. All these guys would, you know what I mean? Like that's what scares yeah. me about Chet. That's the biggest thing that scares me about Chet. The the, the biggest thing that I, I can see what you're saying because as far as the impact, you're like it doesn't look like if you draft Chet number one overall, he's gonna make an instant impact right now mm-hmm. if he touches soon as he touches the court. And when you draft in that number one, that's kind of what you need 
So when that's the criteria, basically, you know. So uh, I understand what you mean by it looks scary because he doesn't just pop off his screen and take over. But I think it's more of a it's more of a like down the line type of thing where you you're gonna say, hey, well, we're gonna take this what we got right here and develop him at number one because he you know he's gonna get the minutes. It's not like you know it's not like he's gonna like not get the minutes to be on the bench or not get touches or, you know, have a chance to prove itself. So I think mm-hmm. with more experience, I think that what what's starting out right now, I think with more experience and getting in the NBA and, and doing the, the schedule of the NBA, I think that he, he'll adjust to it and, you know, uh, he'll adjust to it and, and, and get me better. But, you know, this thing right now, this, this is not a us to win right now. We still got a little time to rebuild. So, you know, when it is time for us to win, you hope that down the line, him, Jalen Green, and KPJ or whoever, Christian Wood, if they if we keep him, that he he'll be better down the line more than he will be better as soon as we get him, you know? No, I mean I know what you're saying. Uh and Sean makes some good points. I mean, in that game, I mean he scored Duran put up nineteen and seven on Chet. I mean, that's impressive. I mean Duran look, man, it and, and I might get killed for this take, and I don't really care. Um, if I had to bet $1,000 on who has a more impressive NBA career, I'm going to go Duran over Chet Holmgren. Duran has more upside just because he comes with the physical, like the, the his frame and the physical right. that he already comes with. He just got to add the skill, man. You And you look, he looks like a sponge. Like, it looks like he, he's it, more of just a pick and roll type of, uh, right. Like a lot so. And the thing about Holmgren that also gives me reservations, and it's very important to note this, that you don't base the entire prospect outlook on the tournament. Jalen Green didn't even play in the tournament because he was in the G mm-hmm. League, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's a couple games, but it's also, it's a couple games that are the most important to that university or that roster throughout the entire year. Everybody wanted to dog on the University of Houston. I'm just using them as an example because I'm most familiar with them. That mm-hmm. during the year, they're not impressive. They're overseeded. Well, they come in and they handle the Big Ten champion, right? Like their game is rising to the level of competition. That's what good teams do. That's what great teams do. That's what great players do. I can't when Gonzaga cool needed – yeah, when Gonzaga needed Holmgren most, they went to a guy who overall, uh, their other guy, Timmy, has yeah, Timmy. was there for his team when his team needed him most. The other thing that's scary about Chet is Chet has muscle. If you, if, if you look at his frame, his problem mm-hmm. is it's not muscle. People say you got to add 20 pounds of muscle. The muscle will come. His problem is he's too narrow. You know, like he gets three blocks a game because he's seven foot, you know, but he's 195 pounds. Like how much more weight do you want him to put on? If he puts on 20 to 25 pounds, it could affect the rest of his game. He's as successful as he is because of how quick and agile he is and his ability to get from the three-point line to the paint in under two dribbles. Like it's ridiculous. But if he puts on that weight, does that take away from his game? But his frame is narrow, man. So it's like if he puts on weight, he's going to balloon up 
and not get wider, if that makes sense. Like he's going it, to, it's going to look weird on him. I don't know how to explain it on a podcast, but mm-hmm. that's my take on him. As far, as far as him, like as far as the rebounds and stuff and jumping, he doesn't really jump high. He's, he, like you said, he's tall, so he just kind of gets there and kind of times the jump. So that that could be kind of a talent in itself and as far as timing, knowing how to get rebounds or uh, timing blocks and stuff like that too. So that 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 does attribute to the three blocks game because he's seven foot. He don't really jump that high. He just kind of gets to the spot and uses his length to to defend the shot or defend the pass or whatever it may be. And as far right. as dribbling goes, you know Giannis, man, like I. I uh, I don't want to say it like that, but Giannis had that two-step to the dribble, like two dribbles to the basket, and he would duck it. And he was the he, he. I don't. I don't want to say that like he's Giannis, but it, it's it's kind of like. No, nah, he's not Giannis. Like, like he's, he's okay. He's not Giannis, but I'm saying as far as the I get where you're coming to from. The basket, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Giannis kind of. I saw Giannis like do that, start that kind of thing at first. So that's right. why that's why I kind of look at it like that. But I don't want to side note. I'm gonna say this about Jaden Ivey. He might get drafted where he ever wherever he gets drafted. But when you look back, he's supposed he's gonna be supposed to be drafted higher than where he got drafted. In. And I, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I I like the idea of a Jaden Ivey. And Sean makes a good point. Said different body types can work for sure. Now, I, I'm not disputing that at all. But look at the rest of the league. And what I'm talking, what I mean by that is guys like the big guys all have a similar body type, right? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking about guys like Embiid. I'm thinking about guys like Jokic. I'm thinking about guys like Aiton. I'm thinking about guys like Valanchunas, Steven Adams, um, even Bam Adebayo. Like all of those guys look like an intimidating presence when they step onto the floor. Chet Holmgren is not that guy. And if you really think about it, right, like think about it from this perspective, Chet Holmgren and Christian Wood actually have a lot of similarities to their game, right? Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at a draft profile right now for Chet Holmgren. It's nearly impossible to find players who can do what Chet does at seven feet tall. Well, Christian Wood's six foot 10 and what he did tonight, there's not a lot of guys in the league that, uh, what's it called? You know, that, that can do what he can do. Now, the big difference between Chet and what Christian would do is that Chet is a true rim protector, but he's a true rim protector in a league. I should say not in a league. Like he dominated in high school. Well, high school doesn't mean anything for a guy like him. He's seven foot. Of course he's going to dominate in high school. Then he goes to the most talented team that was in the national title game last year and joins that team. Yes, they lost uh, – who was it? Suggs. They lost Suggs off that team, but you still have Timmy and you still have a lot of guys that can ball on that team. So it's like, okay, so he joins that team. Looks good, but I haven't been overly impressed with him in the, in the tournament thus far. You're going to bet a first pick overall in the draft on that? Uh, yeah, and I see as far as from the tournament, but I want to say I want to ask you this: what, what is, what is, what do you, what do you feel is Chet's ceiling with NBA development? 
Like, what, what do you really like see him actually like? If you, as far as what his skills are now in the NBA and he comes in and whatever, what is what what do you feel is the ceiling like the maximum? That's a good question, man. I mean, his ceiling for me. I mean, if you look, I'm trying to think. I'm 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 looking at big guys in the league right now, right? Um, you know, I it's a really okay. good question. I mean, I mean, here's yeah, the thing. So another question about yeah. as far as body size go. Can you compare him and Mo Bamba as far as the body type size? Or would you would you would you say they're more like similarities to that type? Yeah, he's yeah, he's got it's very similar. Uh, I see where you're going with that. He has more outside game than than Bamba does. I would honestly say, I, I think a good comparison for him could be a more defensive dominant Sabonis. You know, the, I could see the Sacramento Kings right? Yeah. I could see him being a Sabonis type where Sabonis is. Yeah. Like he's got more game than Sabonis, but I'm just thinking of, what I envision him to be. You could also, you know, he's got some Porzingis in him. You know, they're both seven foot. They both can handle the ball. Um, I think Chet is going to struggle with the next level defensively. He's not going to be as effective because I think he's going to get just manhandled at yeah, least his on, rookie year. Very reminiscent, very reminiscent to what Shangun is going through, where Shangun has improved throughout the year, but he still struggles. Um, so that's where I would lean initially. I want to do. A, I need to watch a little bit more of his game, but I've watched enough where I'm just I'm not sold. You know, I'm much more sold on the idea of Boncaro or uh, Jabari Smith. Any last thoughts before we wrap the show up, my man? Uh, no, man, good. Enjoy talking to you, man. Always. Always enjoy talking to you after a win. So, you know, it's all good, man. Always, brother. Have a great week. You too, man. All sure. right. Man, what a great show tonight. This has been another episode of SV Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Once again, my name is Mike Brown. Happy final from Houston tonight. 115-97 Rockets defeat the Wizards. Uh, we will be back live here on Spotify Green Room. Uh, on Wednesday after the Rockets uh, game, uh, looking at the schedule rest of the week, we've got at the Mavericks on Wednesday at 7.30 uh, tip. So we will be live here for that game. Uh, and then looking at the rest of the schedule, I can't believe we only have 10 games left. Uh, we are at Dallas on Wednesday, at Portland on Friday and Saturday. So rest of the week, We've got games Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. All of our shows will be live here on Spotify Green Room. We are so proud uh, to be able to say that we have done a post-game show after every game this Rocket season. We can't thank y'all enough for supporting the show. We appreciate y'all so much, um, and we'll see y'all Wednesday. If you're on Twitter, go head on over to uh, at DreamShakeSVN. Uh, give the mothership of the Dream Take a follow. While you're there, follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. You can follow me personally on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. If you're on Facebook, search the Dream Shake to uh, give us a like. And then finally, 
head on over to thedreamshake.com. We're updating our site every single day with incredible content from all of our amazingly talented writers. Once again, Rockets win 115.97. Till next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.